And so we've come to it, the last episode and thought from the book, Thoughts of a Dying Worship Leader. And uniquely enough, the time at which I'm recording this is during a difficult time in America and in our world. And in all of this, the church is trying to find its footing as well, desperately trying to navigate caring for people and finding the route to travel down into the future. I've heard pastors walking away, faith being attacked, and fear spreading. When I wrote this book, the title had more to do with 2 Chronicles chapter 20 than anything else. But now, today, July 3rd, 2020, I wonder if God had more prophetic things in mind. Is this not the battle Paul talks about in Ephesians 6? Is this not the call to the front lines of 2 Chronicles 20? You feel it, don't you? The pull to hide? The pull towards survival for safety? Oh man, I know I do. I know when I look into the eyes of my wife and children that I want nothing more than for them to be safe and cared for. But I also feel a tug on my soul, a whisper, a spark. It says, Jordan, this is the moment I was talking to you about. Wake up, shake off the fear and come with me. Do we believe that the victory has been won? Do I believe that Jesus has a plan for me, even now? Is it possible that these were the times Jesus warned us about, but also equipped us for? Is this year, this day, these moments of our life? 2 Chronicles 20. Those thoughts and more on today's episode of the Thoughts of a Dying Worship Leader podcast. start by reading from page 224 in chapter 13, entitled The Front Lines, Front Row. In the distance, the musicians could see the tents of the opposing camps and the smell, the dust the troops have shaken into the air with their death march. There's no shade, and the sun is reflecting off the armor of thousands of oncoming warriors. Envision these worship leaders dealing with that reality. Scripture doesn't afford us the details of how they were feeling, but if they were even a little bit human, they were probably scared. Maybe they were even full of sorrow. Is this how it ends? Is this the way, or is this what my life has come to? Will God show up? I have fielded many questions over the past four months. Most of them I didn't have the answer to. What's to become of the church? What's to become of our country? When will we get back to normal? And what is normal? (laughs) In my heart, I've asked these questions. God, what's going on? Are you there? Are you seeing this? They're mocking you. Hello? You know what it feels like to me? It feels like the reality side of 2 Chronicles 20. The real life reality that those men and women marched out to an army that they could not 
defeat. And they were only there. And they were wholly there because of their belief in God. They were relying on nothing else, not strength, not a champion, right? They didn't have like a warrior to go out and do this for them, not a strategy, simply God. And because of that, all they could really do was show up and begin to worship. Take your position. That was the command. I want to talk about two, you know, different things in regards to being on the front lines with God in this season or any, you know, and how it relates to chapter 13. The first is for the worship leaders and the worship team members. And, and I would say anybody who worships the Lord. Things have changed, yes. My heart has been broken more than one time over the past four months. Things have changed. Church services have changed. But worship in its simplest form, in the way that it always has been, has not changed. We worship in many ways, and Scripture gives us different ways, but in the context of what I'm talking about, we worship through music because we love Jesus, right? You know, we, we were leading people in worship because we wanted others to love Jesus, right? This has not changed. This reality still remains. So then we must continue to do a, at least a couple things. The first one that comes to my mind is, is continue to worship ourselves. More specifically, I mean when you're alone. Worship. I'm not saying this is a new concept, really. I think regardless if 2020 never happened <laughs> and we were all meeting in our churches and we worship corporately, there has to be a place in our life where we worship alone. There's a different intimacy about that. If we, if we believe that worship and prayer has both the ability to shift things in this world and in the spiritual world, then we must continue to lift up the name of Jesus for ourselves, especially today. In your car, in the shower, in your home. Worship. Declare what's true about Him. Remind your soul of the things that He has done. Write new songs that no one's going to hear except him. Everything about our world right now is like a vice grip that's clamping down on us. I feel it. Pressure to be about this cause or this person. Pressure. A new mentor in my life, Dan Ryland, said to me that it's not just that we're dealing with fear, but Fear is being embedded into the actual culture around us. So for you and me, what will we do? Where, where is the front lines with God? Where, where are they? Where, well, I think that would be different for all of us. I think God needs his people to step up and into all kinds of places of pain in our world. We're divided by race, beliefs, politics, and so much more right now. Worship leaders. Our worship, both private 
and public play a role in the invisible battle raging around us. Don't stop worshiping as an individual. And also, find ways to lead others in worship. Invite them into your world. Zoom, Facebook, and all the other really annoying versions of online community. It's still worth it. These are all places to gather and to worship together, no matter how different it may feel. The second round of thoughts is for all of us, not just worship leaders. This is not the time to stay home and wait. And I'm not talking about staying home and waiting for the pandemic to stop. I'm not talking about the in-house orders or the shelter orders, none of that. I'm talking about, you know, the battle of 2 Chronicles 20. Because my greatest fear, the more that I've reflected on that passage of scripture, is whether or not I would have packed up and went to the front line and took my position, or would I have just stayed home? Well, guess what? For me, the year 2020 Oh man, it's sure like 2 Chronicles 20. New day, new battle. But people scared out of their minds, which has included me every once in a while. People taking sides, not knowing whether or not that's good. But I believe God is still speaking, saying through all this chaos, I'm here, but church, it's time to come out here with me. There's a position for us to fill out there in the world. Because As Jesus prayed over us, he said that they would be in the world, but not of it. And there's a position to be had out there in society as a Christ follower. It's not on social media. I'm just giving you a hint. Listen to Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. He says, you are the light of the world. Now, I want to pause. If you're a Christian, then potentially you've heard this passage a lot. But I've said this many times on the podcast. This is the words of Jesus, okay? So if you're a Christian, then you believe this is the voice of God. Listen as, as if you've never heard it before. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I'm going to be teaching on this in a couple days at our church. But do you see it there? The enemy of this world is the prince of the air. He's the dealer of darkness. He wants blindness, confusion, division, pain, death, darkness. And Jesus knows this. Jesus says, you must understand who you are and what your purpose is. You are the light of the world, which I think is incredibly important because I think of Jesus as the light of the world. Who's the light of the world? Christ. But Jesus himself says that you and I are the light of the world. So when the church goes dim, the world gets dark. Worship leaders, your call remains. Worshipers, our journey continues. For now, into unknown territory, which is fine. Scary, yes. David was a shepherd, then a musician, then a king, right? There's a journey to life. Who knows where God is leading? We may not know where, but we still know that he is. Let me read out of this last chapter. On page 235, 
This is the prayer that Jesus says we should pray. Pretty awesome. Matthew chapter 6. It says, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The invitation is for us to literally pray that God will make his kingdom come here on earth to resemble like it is in heaven. That's radical. That means anything can happen. It's time just that we start believing that the kingdom of God is closer than we think. The kingdom of God may be on the other end of our prayers and in the ready hands of God. Can you imagine the kingdom of God breaking through in our midst? What if, for a moment, a service, a song, it was like heaven here on earth? That would be incredible. It's possible, since Jesus says we can pray for it to happen. Jesus wants to deliver all people. Jesus wants to deliver us. I'm not going to give up my spot on the front row for anything, ever. Do I deserve it? No. Instead, by His grace, I've been given this spot, and so have you. Lord, give me a community to grow with, cry with, and worship with. Lord, give us people to encourage us, rebuke us, and build us up to be who you've called us to be. God uniquely place us into relationship with those you want us to build and mentor. God, give us the spirit of Elisha who could see the army of God surrounding him when no one else could. Let us be able to help others see as you enabled Elisha's servant to see your work. I pray that we see how the front lines with God leads us to the front row of his power. Yeah. The front lines with God can be scary. It means we can see up and close, like when you're on the front lines, what, what does that mean? You get to see closer than anybody, the enemy. That's scary stuff. So the front lines with God and maybe in 2 Chronicles 20, we can glorify. We're like, that's awesome. We can mystify it, but it's scary. You, you have the better view of the enemy than anybody else, but the front lines with God are also the front row to see what he's going to do. And that's what they had in Second Chronicles 20. And that's what we still have. People of Jesus, now is the time for the front lines. Pray over this, over yourself. I recently interviewed a longtime mentor in my life, Pastor Brett Allen, superintendent of the AG NorCal Nevada. And he said something I'd like to kind of close this last episode in this season of Thoughts of a Dying Worship Leader podcast, he was talking about prayer and the importance it plays in our life. And something he said really challenged me. He said when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane asking God to change the plan or, Lord, if there's another way, well, only one thing changed after that. It wasn't the cross. It wasn't the plan for salvation. It wasn't his circumstances. The only thing that changed was Jesus. Prayer doesn't always change the things we pray for, but it always changes us. I love that he said that. I hope that you will pray about the position God has for you in your life. I hope that you will worship every time like it's your last. And I, I hope that you will see that this day in history is our day to step up, not back, but to further the message of Christ. And I'm so thankful to be alive in this time with you. Well, that's it. 
That's episode 13 of Thoughts of a Dying Worship Leader podcast. That's the book. And I, I really enjoyed being able to do this with you. And I appreciate all the comments and things. Again, you can find more stuff at jordanabn.com. Please subscribe. You can sign up for the book club. You can ask me a question there. And I'm happy to announce um, the next podcast that's coming out is called Next Explorers. And uh, I already have a bunch of those recorded. And they're great interviews with people like Pastor Brett Allen, who I just quoted, um, who are just dreaming, who are thinking about what's next. And they're exploring that. That's kind of the name. And um, I'm excited to share that with you. So you can find that at jordanbn.com and subscribe there and I'll send you an email soon. Um, But yeah, amen. Hey, the front lines of life with God is also the front row. Get there. Get there now. As we lead and grow together, let's stand shoulder to shoulder on the front lines together. God's up to something. Let's not miss it. I'll see you there.